Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your host, Nicole Ravioli. Jasmine the Queen. Boss Lady Amy. Today, our episode is called Say What? (laughs) (laughs) We will be talking about miscommunication between healthcare workers, such as caregivers to doctors, doctors to nurses, and how that can get real fucky. Mm -hmm. And doctors to patients. Yup. Yup. Sometimes they do not understand their orders. No. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Or like the medical jargon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like doctors who are like... Um, you they could just say we need to remove your toenail, and it's like some big thing, <laughs> <laughs> some long medical um terminology words. But a lot of times it's the doctors that do it, just because they end up like saying like, oh, oh, like your nurse can do that, or lab can do that, oh, or fuck, or that. like therapy can do that, and then they get down expecting us to do one thing, and we're like, we can't do it that way and then uh-huh. we have to explain to them that the doctors don't understand how things need to be done mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then you have to break it down for them and you're like well mm-hmm. technically we can't do it because compliance and mm, we're not licensed for that and this right. this that and the it's other outside thing. our scope of practice is my favorite right. phrase to yeah use. and they're just like but why i just had a patient why? the other day that they said she didn't want to get a lab. She was supposed to come in for a lab draw and she didn't want to get poked again. And they already put an IV in her. And they basically told her that we could draw off of her IV for her blood. That's out of your scope of practice. And and I'm like, <laughs> one, that's out of our scope of practice because we need a nurse to do that. Mm-hmm. And two, they already used it for like the dye and stuff for her CT scan. Oh, that's so bad. No, no, no. I you know. can't do that. I know. <laughs> I know, so we can't do it anyway, so we had to poke her. It's a contaminated sample. Exactly. Literally. It would have been different if they put in the IV and and had us. Oh, hey, do the blood draw. Hey, like, hey, can you come do the blood draw before we do anything else with this IV? That would have been different (laughs) because it's fresh sample, fresh blood. No. Yeah. I swear to God, doctors, they're so book smart, but they're so street stupid. <laughs> they're just stupid. They're really dumb, most of them. Um, that reminds me of like when I had to go. You guys remember the story about when I told you I was married to my ex, whatever. Ex husband. fuck buddy. No, ex husband. Ex dick donor. He wasn't even that. Like, <laughs> pencil penis. Anyways. <clears throat> um. Five seconds later, did you get off? I got off. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) The four and a half years of faking it I had to do was not okay. (laughs) Four and a half You knew. You knew how long I was with him. I've told you 20,000 times. I know how long you were, but... Oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like that. I guess I didn't realize that you had to fake it that long. Four and a half years. Oh, girl. Um, Mm. Anyways, so you guys remember the story about me being on pharmaceuticals, like the wrong ones, and I thought I was going to die, and I went to the hospital, and it was like going to China because it was a really bad hospital. Yeah. So they had to stick me like seven fucking times because I needed two IVs. 
this is where it figures into your story because I needed a CT scan. So one for the dye in this arm yep. and one for blood draws and like fluids in the other one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if a hospital that's literally like going to China knows that, y'all need to do better. Do better. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seriously. Like, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, they didn't even have sharps containers on the walls. The nurses were just throwing the needles in the garbage cans. It was awful. It was oh, fucking no. awful. And, like, me being oh. a healthcare worker and going to school for phlebotomy first and all that stuff, it, I just cringed. That makes my skin crawl. I know. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh. Mm, no. Also, the reason I don't take pharmaceuticals anymore. Because I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a fun a great story. story. You should tell that sometime. Mm. <laughs> fun for who? <laughs> for us. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, he wants it. <laughs> So there can be a lot of miscommunication between like so us for the trauma bond. The trauma bond. Oh my god. That shit has been done for a while. Okay, okay, we're continuing. <laughs> there can be a lot of miscommunication between um a lot of caregivers too, or mm -hmm. like nurses and CNAs um mm -hmm. needing one thing or assuming like this is what needs to be done and obviously it like doesn't work that way. No. Or, like, we can do it that way for some reason. And also, it still stands need a doctor's order for, like, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if your doctor sends you somewhere and he yeah, he or she does not put in an order, they're going to send you right back to the doctor. Oh, Communication is everything. I've heard that that happens a lot, too, where, like, the doctor will send them down. Be like, oh, you can you can do this or whatever. But, like, they haven't even put in an order yet. Like, there's no order for it. And I'm like... And then, like, the patient gets mad at you Yo. because you're not doing it. And I'm like, well, I can't do I it because can't. the doctor needs to order it. He's like, well, he just told me that you could come, <clears throat> that you could do it. No, I can't. Not without no. an order. Or, yeah, I hate no. when they're like, oh, like, you take a patient into the hospital or one of your members and, and they have, like, a cough. Oh, just go to the pharmacy. Go get some over-the-counter cough drops. It's fine. No, no we need I a need doctor's a order. And also, I don't know if you guys know this, but we literally need a doctor's order for, for fucking everything. cough drops. Mm -hmm. Like, cough drops, any type of lotion. Because it's considered a mm -hmm. medication. Anything. Anything internal, external. It doesn't matter. Even if you're, like, a normal person who could buy this stuff on your own. No. No, nope. you need an order when you're in a facility. Well, it's a little different if you can, if they're with it and they can buy it on their own. Because if they go out and physically buy it by like themselves, oh yeah, we then can't we do don't need a doctor because order. we're not it's right. Their right. So if they're able mm -hmm. to administer their own medication, they're able to buy it on their own, and like they have an understanding of what it is and how to take it and all that shit, then it's fine. But it's if it's a um, resident who like. We have something saying that they cannot do any of that. Then we cannot have anything mm -hmm. over the counter. Or they have like a, a guardian or a POA or whatever. Yeah. Ah. Uh, although, if the guardian or POA buys it for them, then it's legit. Too. As long as it stays in their room, but they have mm -hmm. to know how to use it. They yeah. Yeah. Like they they can't be just like, oh, hey, I got this oh. or whatever, and I need you to put it on me. No, you need to do that. Right. Yourself. They have to know how it works, and if they don't, they can't have it. Like mm -hmm. they can't take cough drops every ten minutes. Right. Okay. Story time. So Mama J's house, mm -hmm. 
dude that ran over my foot with his wheelchair <laughs> was his own guardian. She still not, never got that checked out, by the way. No, and it hurts sometimes, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyways. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> because doctors are for what? Rich people. (laughs) Should I have gotten it checked out? Probably. (laughs) Can she afford to get it checked out? Probably not. No. No. Sure can't. (laughs) Still can't. (laughs) Literally. My insurance doesn't start till February. So As if it that. would cover that anyway. But honestly, if it if it was like fractured or whatever, if it was fractured, it probably just healed funky and now I'm gonna be in pain for the rest of my life. It's fine. Oh, we laugh. It's fine. We laugh. Okay, so that guy that guy was his own guardian, so he could have like Tylenol in his room. Mm-hmm. He would take like 10 at a fucking time, and they were the extra strength, like thousand oh, five hundred milligrams. Oh, I'm sorry, I this too. So we would tell Mama Jay about it, and she was like, we can't do anything about it. Like, he's his own guardian. And I was like, I know, but can't we, like, report it to somebody or something? Right. And that's where it gets hairy, because <laughs> there's nobody to report it to other than, like, their case worker one, yeah, or their doctor. Yeah, his case, his case manager. We did report it to her, and she had to, like, re-educate him with the nurse or whatever. And, it like, they were so ridiculous so with dumb. him, though. <laughs> he was awful. <laughs> Was awful and stupid. I never stupid. had the pleasure. I could not. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It was so rude. So I had a guy who, um, <laughs> um, I okay. So I always call him my old man or my curvy old man because he's just that way. And he thought it was hilarious and it was whatever. She likes the attention. <laughs> wow. <laughs> More so, I enjoyed calling him that because he thought it was funny and it's like, oh, <laughs> you think I'm joking? So it works. Um, <laughs> but um, canceled. So, canceled. So, You're done. You're done. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, though, we did have a good time. But like, um, he had a literal toolbox that was mm-hmm. probably about this big or so, just filled to the brim with supplements that he would take every day. Oh god. On top of his medications. And then eventually we were able to get it out of his room because for the longest time he kept it in there and would just take however many he wanted whenever he wanted. Mm. Um and yeah eventually Can you we were say able- hypochondriac <laughs> hypochondriac yay <laughs> eventually we were able to get it out of his room and but for a long time, he was real mad at us. I'm sure. <clears throat> oh my god! We and that's like, the thing about when, like, when like residents vilify the caregivers to their families or whatever. Literally. They took all my supplements out of my room. Okay, <laughs> but did you tell them why? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't. You probably left that part where you were taking 20 like of the same supplement out per day. Yeah. Probably. He was just taking God knows what uh. whenever. It was horrible. Oh, I have another story. So, um, there was another thing that happened that um, the doctor told that the parents, like when we had to draw blood on the kid, that we can do just like the finger poke. Mm-hmm. And our, our policy is like to find a vein first mm-hmm. that like 
finger pokes are like our last resort. Mm -hmm. So they came down, of course, the parents are like arguing with us about doing a finger poke. And if we need a certain amount of blood, finger poke's not gonna work. Right. Nope. Like, <laughs> Especially if it's one of those tubes you have to have like mostly full. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's gonna be end up being more painful. If you have right. to poke them and then keep squeezing and squeezing right. and squeezing. That's more painful and that's what we explained to them that we're just like a vein is like way easier once the needle's in or whatever we can get the blood faster. And yeah. Like, that's did you less offer damage. a butterfly needle? And then, yeah. and then it um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like it's like with a finger poke, like it could clot, it could like hemolyze, like you, you can't, no. No, right, no. It doesn't work. No, no, no. By the time you would finish getting enough blood out of a fucking finger, it would all be clotted and it would mm -hmm. have been a waste because they can't even use it at the lab. Right, you would have and, to redo the sample. And honestly, most of the time, the only time you do like finger pokes or heel pokes or whatever is on like newborns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you just use like a lancet for mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but. It's stupid. I hate when they just tell people like when they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Not good. Or especially the way that doctors like think they can tell you about your own job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, dude, I may not be a doctor, but like mm -hmm. at least I know my job. <laughs> I know like some doctors like think that they like know it all or whatever and they can do everything, but in reality, like there's different teams and different group of healthcare workers for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, like we each specialize in our own field. Right. Okay. Like we all know our own jobs. I'm not saying that there's not shitty people in each aspect of every job, but like, and no offense, a lot of doctors wouldn't even know how to do orders without their nurses. Most no. doctors wouldn't even know how to change a fucking resident. So mm. most doctors fucking write up the, they have the nurse do it and then they sign it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've had nurses come in and like basically tell me what was gonna get prescribed yep. and stuff, and they'll, they'll like go ask the doctor about it. I just it, need and to go have doctor, a doctor sign this. Yeah, the doctor will <laughs> sign off on it. Just go get the doctor's signature. But He'll yeah, be like, you're right. Okay, this here is you what, go. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna do this, this, and this. I'm gonna prescribe this. I'm gonna have the doctor sign it. Mm. Yep. Like, like okay, who's really running the show? Because it's not doctors. <laughs> it's not. They'd be lost without their team. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if they had to do it all themselves? Oh god! It'd and be I'm like not... every medical drama ever. And it's not like we're saying that doctors don't work hard because some of them do. Oh, they but do. A lot of them. No, a, they do. A very, sure. very lot of them don't. Though mm. there are quite a few, like the ones that work in like urgent cares, like walk-in clinics. Right. Could they're you... like, let me look at this book. Match up the symptoms, and whichever one of the two you have more symptoms of, that's what I'm going to diagnose right. you with. Mm. That's literally their job. That's what they do. And please time, yeah. keep in mind, like, this is based off of our personal experiences mm -hmm. that we've had not only for and ourselves, not, but also taking our people And it's in. not for yeah. all doctors, because I've met, like, some really good doctors yeah. that yeah, know what they're doing and they're great at what they do. But... It's, it's like, like I said, everybody's got a shitty couple people in their field. Mm -hmm. It's the ones who just completely lose all sight of bedside manner. Like as soon as oh, they, yes. as soon as they like get into that role fully, mm -hmm. when they go from being like, what's it called? Um, Interns? No. Residents? Residents. Mm -hmm. To like the actual like medical doctors. I feel like the older they get, the less bedside manner they have. 
Oh, for sure. Mm. Because they're like, oh, I've been doing this forever. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. I right. Have, basically, like, I have tenure. They're never going to fire me. Right. right. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes, <clears throat> too. Mm. I personally like the more younger doctors. I don't like yeah, having, like, an older They're usually one. nicer. Like, they usually have better bedside banner. Because they haven't well, forgotten all like, that yet. Also, and they're, like, more updated with the times. Like, they stay more updated and relevant. Like, the older doctors want to go back to, like, a time where it was, like, like old-fashioned. Right. I'm the doctor. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was very old-fashioned. Yeah. But, like, the newer doctors, like, keep up with, like, being able to put in orders, being able to, like, know what it's like. And they keep updated with, like, the different, um, the basically the changing times and stuff so nothing irks me more than when i take one of my people in that i know mm. i know them like the back of my hand and then the doctor is shocked when i'm right mm-hmm. yeah or when i like know what i'm talking about and they're like oh how'd you know that term yeah. bitch i've been doing this for nine fucking years right, right. <laughs> yeah i yelled at a doctor one time or whatever because he was like talking down to a resident or whatever like and she was completely with it, but she was, like, in a home because she, like, she needed the assistance. Mm-hmm. But I literally, like, yelled at him. I'm, like, you don't need to talk down to her. She's not stupid. It's She's not developmentally disabled or mentally challenged or anything in any way. Like, you they can just talk to her like a normal person. Yeah, they yeah. do treat those ones worse. Oh, for sure. When I was working at the behavioral home, <laughs> mm-hmm. um... I had to take one of the residents up because he had like three grand mal seizures in not that long of an amount of time. Mm-hmm. And actually, my coworker took him up there. I met her because the doctor he had earlier in the day, like usually when he has grand malls like that, it's either he hasn't been eating enough or he's got fucking pneumonia. And we were guessing pneumonia because he had the cough to go with it. But the doctor never ran any tests. Like, he never tested him for a UTI, never did any sort of UA screen, never did chest x-rays. Like, we we had told him earlier in the day, like, this is what you need to do because it's either this, this, or this. Right. And he literally just basically, like, looked him over and sent him home. Ugh, and then five minutes after he got back, he had a, a, a worse grand mal seizure where his lips turned blue. See, I hate that. Like, I like the doctors that cover, like, all their bases, too. Like, mm-hmm. when they're, like, unsure about something... It can be just like, oh, like, it might be this, but, like, I'm going to test for this, this, and this just in case because right. I want to make, I want to rule out anything else. Like, we know our people better than anybody. Right. We see them and every day. I went back up there later that day, and I met my coworker that relieved me from my shift up there. And I said, did you request a different doctor like I told you? And she was like, I did, and they still gave me the same one. Mm. So I got fucking pissed. I called the, I hit the call button for the nurse. The nurse comes in and I said, we requested a new doctor and you did not give us one. That is illegal. (laughs) He has rights just like everybody else does. So then this dumb bitch goes and just like tells the doctor that we requested a new one. And then he comes in and asks why we're requesting a new doctor. And I was like, because Because you you didn't do your job. I looked at him and I said, this man has had three grand mal seizures in like the span of two hours, he doesn't do that normally. I said, anytime he gets like this, he's either malnourished because he hasn't been eating well, he has a UTI or he has pneumonia. I said, my guess is pneumonia because he's been coughing a lot. 
And just because he can't talk like everybody else doesn't mean that you don't need to treat him the same way that everybody else gets treated. Right. I was like, he deserves respect and the best care possible like everybody else. Yeah. I said, know. and I don't want to see your face in here again. Get me a new fucking doctor. Those were the words out my mouth. I still remember the full conversation to this day. <laughs> no, you. Yeah. I told him I didn't want him touching him. Damn, I was Gina. Like, Get the fuck out. <laughs> what did he say? He, he was just like, looked at me and I was like, you can go now. I was pissed. I was so yeah. mad. And that's how you advocate for your people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can guarantee I know um, what hospital it was in, too. You sure do. Because <laughs> <laughs> the doctors there are ratchet. They're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> well, now they can't even like keep people. No, they so can't. They can't keep doctors. They can't keep any of their staff. And the staff they do have, they keep laying off or like my, firing, getting rid of their position. Mm -hmm. My new coworker said she did some clinicals in uh in one that was around the area mm -hmm. and um she she said um three nurses walked out and they couldn't keep <laughs> and they and like some of their texts or whatever left and one of the travel nurses had to fill in for the OR because she scrubbed oh, before. No. <laughs> Oh, suck it, bitches. Yeah, because... Gonna shut down. At this point, they're going to start asking the janitors to hop in. Jesus. Well, I hear they're, like, they tried to, like, merge and that fell through, too, because mm -hmm. they didn't want to take on their debt. <laughs> yeah, it did fall through. It did. It did. They didn't want to take on their... I think it was, like, $9 million debt. Yeah, yeah, really bad. Really, really bad. That's hilarious considering the company they were trying to merge with because they're just as bad. Uh, <laughs> Even they were like, nah, we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I know, it's bad. And you know, if they if the board would have done something about the old mm. like CEO a long time ago, things would be fine and they wouldn't be in this much debt. But mm. she just kept spending and spending and spending mm. and like... Yep, and now they're in debt and now they're like shutting down um, different clinics and stuff that they were trying hear, to open. Yeah. hear the best part? So an inside source <laughs> told me that they're cutting like... Inside? Shut up. Between <laughs> 1,000 and 1,500 employees are going to lose their jobs. Yep. Oh. Okay, that's really unfortunate. I'm glad I that's dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, you did. So yeah, did I. you did. I spent like two years trying to get in there for phlebotomy. Dodged a bullet. There. I got in there dodged real fast for phlebotomy, but I'm glad I well, got out real fast. You did it after the pandemic. Yeah. I the was pandemonium, like the panini. 21, 22, whatever the fuck age I was. Whenever I started caregiving that mm. long ago. <laughs> I was not expecting that noise to come out of my mouth. I don't expect any noises to come out of your mouth, but they do. Well, <laughs> why would you not expect that? Bitch, you know how much I talk. I know you never should that. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Look in the mirror, Holly. <laughs> For once I do all the time, I'm beautiful. <laughs> oh, we know. You're something. I'm surprised you didn't use the loud and wrong. <laughs> oh my god. You can be loud and wrong. <laughs> well, 
Delulu is not the Salulu. Mm-hmm. Anyways, miscommunication. <laughs> it's a threat to society. <laughs> so a threat to people's lives, yeah, literally. It is. We just got to do better, communicate mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. try not to step on other people's jobs, which causes a lot of the miscommunication. It do. Especially, like, between staff. That's really important, too. Mm-hmm. Even just, like, giving shift report. Right. Oh, dude, sometimes shift report is like playing telephone. Mm-hmm. Like, I can clearly tell you the exact situation that happened, and someone else will hear it as something completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could say don't give this resident a PR, this specific PRN until this time. And they take that as, oh, I should PRN them right now. Right. (laughs) Or, oh, let me PRN them like at that time. (laughs) That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Wait, what did you say before? I said I could tell somebody on the next shift, like, don't PRN them with this PRN until a specific time. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like, okay. I had it backwards. <laughs> but in reverse, it. <laughs> That's what just happened. It was like, yeah. <laughs> anyways, anybody else got some closing thoughts? Mm. Communication is key to everything. Mm-hmm. Please See, do better. I just had to clarify just there. Yeah. Communication. Communication you know makes what? the health The irony of that conversation, though, is like, I said it's literally like t- playing telephone and someone hears something completely different from what I said, and you did. Yep, mm-hmm. you did. Exactly. Oh, the irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, that's why you need to take the extra step and don't be afraid to be like, wait, sorry, mm-hmm. what did you mean? And that's why it's like um, a big thing to like verify. Mm-hmm. So like when somebody like talks to you about something, you basically reiterate it by saying it back to them. Okay, so, so this you person exactly can't have lorazepam until 9 p.m. Yes, that's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then that. They, Got it. they can't have the resident exactly that's exactly how you would do it mm-hmm. yep that way you know what they said and they also know that you understood what they said yeah and for some people saying it back really does help them remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it does <laughs> like how spunny remembers names <laughs> <laughs> natalie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why did I just do that on camera? <laughs> why do we do anything on camera? <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. Just one time. <laughs> I can't. I can't right now. <laughs> Anyways, you can find us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Boss Ravioli Queens. You can also email us at <laughs> bossravioliqueens at gmail.com. For once, I made you laugh. Yes! <laughs> also, please don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Until next time. Bye! bye. <laughs>